0: LYNN HILES MINISTRIES PRESENTS DR. LYNN HILES THAT YOU MIGHT HAVE LIFE. AND HERE'S YOUR HOST, DR. LYNN HILES.
1: I WANT TO THANK YOU FOR JOINING US AGAIN TODAY ON THE PROGRAM. I I TRUST THAT YOU'VE BEEN TUNING IN EVERY WEEK AS WE CONTINUE OUR SERIES ON THE BOOK OF REVELATION. For the last several weeks I've been by myself teaching, but uh, we've had such tremendous response uh, when I have my oldest son on with me. So he's back on the set with me again this week, and I know you're going to be blessed as we continue to have a conversation. Uh, on the book of Revelation from a redemptive view, uh, Jeremy is my oldest son. He pastors a great church in Winchester, Virginia, and there will be information on the screen uh, as to where they meet. They meet on Monday nights at this particular point. They are a church plant there in Winchester, Virginia, and you owe it to yourself, if you live anywhere in the Northern Virginia area, to go and be a part of uh, uh, their services on Monday uh, Monday night. It's good to have you on the set, Jeremy. It's good, good to, be to have here. you back with me. Uh, also, let me just say very quickly that I am a Traveling ministry, a mobile ministry, and we are coming to a city near you. Uh, You could check my website for locations and times and uh, come be part of one of our meetings, one of our conferences. I know you're going to be blessed. Uh, We have really enjoyed meeting those of you who've been watching us via television and uh, uh, the World Wide Web and other outlets, and so we thank you for that and for showing up in the meetings. It's just a tremendous blessing as we get to meet you. Uh, It really does encourage us when you hit us on Facebook or you write to us or you, you call. THAT NUMBER ON THE SCREEN AND lets us KNOW WHAT YOU'RE HEARING AND THAT YOU'RE ENJOYING THE PROGRAM. WE'RE REALLY NOT TRYING TO GET YOUR INFORMATION SO WE CAN BARRAGE YOU WITH A BUNCH OF CAMPAIGNS. BUT YOUR ENCOURAGEMENT uh, IS REALLY uh, MONUMENTAL TO US. AND uh, LIKE I SAID, we, WE'VE HAD SUCH TREMENDOUS RESPONSE ON THE TIMES THAT uh, I'VE HAD JEREMY ON THAT uh, THERE'S THE INTERACTION BETWEEN HIM AND I uh, IS JUST uh, YOU KNOW, UNPARALLELED BECAUSE OF COURSE HE'S MY SON. AND NUMBER TWO, WE UNDERSTAND THINGS A WHOLE LOT ALIKE. AND SO uh, IT'S REALLY APPRECIATIVE OF THAT. OVER THE LAST SEVERAL WEEKS, LIKE I SAID, IN PROBABLY 20 WEEKS OR BETTER THAN THAT, WE'VE BEEN SHARING FROM MY LATEST BOOK TITLED uh, THE REVELATION OF JESUS CHRIST. AND THERE WILL BE INFORMATION ON THE SCREEN uh, WHERE YOU COULD GET A HOLD OF A COPY OF THAT. BUT MANY OF THE THINGS THAT WE'RE SHARING IS ALREADY IN THAT. BUT WE'VE BEEN SHARING uh, ON THE BOOK OF REVELATION, AND WE'VE BEEN TEACHING A SERIES WHERE WE'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT REPENTANCE. AND uh, REPENTANCE IS NOT A BAD WORD. IT SIMPLY MEANS TO CHANGE THE WAY YOU THINK. THE PRIMARY FOCUS THAT WE HAVE HAD OVER THE LAST 18 TO 20 WEEKS, SOMEWHERE IN THAT RANGE, IS THAT THE WHOLE IDEA OF REPENTANCE IS NOT JUST A REPENTANCE, AGAIN, WHICH MEANS TO HAVE A PARADIGM SHIFT OR TO CHANGE THE WAY YOU THINK, OR uh, IT'S THE GREEK WORD metanoia. And these churches that are in Revelation, what our focus has been on for the last several weeks is that there were seven churches uh, in the book of Revelation that first of all were real churches that were really in Asia at the time of the writing of this book. These, this book was written to seven real churches that were really in Asia in the first century. At least that's our position on this book. In other words, if I wrote a book, uh, if I wrote a letter to you, Jeremy, and I said to the church which is at Winchester, then no doubt it's going to have some relevance to the church that's at Winchester. But what the big shift was, what the paradigm shift was, is that they were moving really from an old covenant mindset, because they are the pivotal church. They are the called out ones. They were called out of law, called out of legalism, called out of religion, called out of the world. Called out of a lot of stuff, but not just called out to be called out, they were called out to be brought in. And everything that He spoke to these seven churches up through uh, until we get to the one we're going to address today, there was something that the Lord said, I've got something against you, and this is what you need to change your mind about. Today, we're going to talk about the church of Philadelphia. It's the only church in the book of Revelation that He does not tell them, I've got something against you, or that you need to repent. So uh, this CHURCH AT PHILADELPHIA IS ON TO SOMETHING. NOW, THAT MAY NOT BE THAT, uh, I MEAN, HE WANTS THEM TO STRENGTHEN SOME THINGS AND THERE'S SOME THINGS THAT HE REALLY WANTS TO GIVE THEM A REVELATION OF, BUT THIS IS THE ONLY CHURCH THAT HE DOES NOT TELL THEM, YOU NEED TO REPENT OR I'VE GOT SOMETHING AGAINST YOU. AND INTERESTINGLY ENOUGH IS CALLED THE CHURCH of PHILADELPHIA, WHICH MEANS THE CHURCH OF BROTHERLY LOVE. NOW, THAT'S POWERFUL TO ME BECAUSE THE WHOLE CONCEPT HERE OF THE CHURCH AT PHILADELPHIA IS THAT BROTHERLY LOVE, AND THAT'S REALLY THE WHOLE THRUST OF THE NEW COVENANT. EVERYTHING IN THE NEW COVENANT IS GOING TO FLOW FROM LOVE. FAITH WORKS BY LOVE. Uh, WHEN WE KNOW WE'RE LOVED, WE CAN BELIEVE GOD. WE HAVE GOD WHO SPARED NOT HIS ONLY SON, BUT FREELY GAVE HIM UP FOR US ALL. HOW SHALL HE NOT WITH HIM FREELY GIVE US ALL THINGS? Uh, AND JOHN CHAPTER 13, AND THIS BE a, TO ME a, a PRIMARY FOCUS MAYBE FOR THIS SEGMENT, THE THOUGHT ABOUT LOVE. Yeah. But the whole concept, he says in Matthew, or not, not Matthew 13, John chapter 13, Jesus says, a new commandment I give you. Not a hopped up old one, not an addendum to the mosaic system, but a new commandment I give you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. And so even in the commandment he gives for us to love, uh, there's an empowerment built into it where he simply says to them, uh, uh, even as I've loved you. In other words, I've modeled this to you, yeah. and I've imparted this to you, and just flow from what you've already received from me. Now, let me read the text, and then we'll jump in here and talk about some of these things. But he says in verse 7 of chapter 3, book of Revelation, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that, that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shuts, and shuts and no man openeth. I know thy works. How I, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and to worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown, he that overcometh. I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down. OUT OF HEAVEN FROM MY GOD, AND I WILL WRITE UPON HIM MY NEW NAME, HE THAT HATH AN EAR, LET HIM HEAR WHAT THE SPIRIT SAYS TO THE CHURCHES. THIS IS GOING TO BE A POWER-PACKED SEGMENT. I DON'T KNOW HOW MANY WEEKS IT'S GOING TO TAKE US TO UNPACK THIS, BUT THIS IS POWERFUL. THE FIRST THING HE DOES, ONCE AGAIN, TO EVERY ONE OF THESE CHURCHES, IS HE WILL ALWAYS GIVE THEM A REVELATION OF WHO HE IS TO THAT CHURCH. THAT WILL PRODUCE THE REVELATION OF JESUS THROUGH THEM. I SAID IT BEFORE, A REVELATION OF JESUS TO YOU WILL ALWAYS PRODUCE A REVELATION OF JESUS THROUGH YOU. AND HE APPEARS WITH THREE THINGS PRIMARILY TO THIS CHURCH. HE SAYS I'M, I'm HE WHICH IS HOLY, HE WHICH IS TRUE, AND THE ONE WHO HAS THE KEY OF DAVID. THERE'S THREE THINGS HE SAYS. Now, then he goes on to tell them, you know, that uh, he, he says, you know, I, I'm, I'm about to open a door before you. And then he tells them, you know, uh, uh, that, that, uh, that they're gonna know, you're going to know that I have loved you, and, and you've kept the word of my patience, and you've, you've not denied my name. And uh, he does not have anything against this church. Sure. But one of the things that I want to say is, once again, the revelation of Jesus to you will always produce a revelation of Jesus through you. SO, uh, YOU KNOW, it, WHAT I BEGIN to, TO TAKE A LOOK AT IS THAT, YOU KNOW, FIRST OF ALL, HOLINESS IS NOT JUST AN ACTIVITY, IT IS A PERSON. TRUTH IS NOT JUST AN ACTIVITY, IT IS A PERSON. AND HE THAT IS HOLY AND HE THAT IS TRUE IS WALKING IN THE MIDST OF THIS uh, uh, candlestick, OR RIGHT IN THE MIDST OF THIS CHURCH, I'M SORRY. Uh, so, SO WHEN HE SAYS TO THEM, BE HOLY, uh, YOU KNOW, uh, YOU KNOW, HE'S MAKING A REQUIREMENT OF HOLINESS, HE'S REALLY TALKING ABOUT A HOLINESS THAT FLOWS from our union with him, out of our divine nature. Uh, I want to read this to you from uh, the first book of Peter, and then we'll jump right into this and I'll let you jump in. but first Peter chapter one, verse number 13 says, "Therefore gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope. Watch this, Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So there's a grace that is brought to you, Through the revelation of Jesus, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, some translations uh, talk about his coming, but this is really a word that's dealing with his apocalypse or his unveiling. So there is a revelation of Jesus to you. THAT WILL PRODUCE A REVELATION OF JESUS THROUGH YOU AND IT WILL GIVE YOU A GRACE THAT EMPOWERS YOU. SEE, GRACE TO ME IS MORE THAN JUST, uh, uh, I THINK A LOT OF TIMES WE MISTAKE GRACE FOR MERCY. AND GRACE IS SUCH A VAST AND POWERFUL SUBJECT IN ITSELF. IT IS THE UNMERITED, UNEARNED, UNDESERVED FAVOR OF GOD, BUT IT IS ALSO AN ENABLEMENT. THERE ARE GRACE GIFTS IN THE BIBLE. THERE ARE GRACES TO TEACH. THERE ARE GRACES of, OF GIFTING. BUT SO EVEN THE GRACE OF THE ABILITY TO PRODUCE THIS HOLINESS IS NOT A HUMAN EFFORT works, labor thing, but it flows out of a grace that is given through a revelation. Yep. Does that make sense to you? Yep. And he goes on to say, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Now, again, I don't even see that as a command. I mean, he's yep. saying, it's almost like an impartation, be holy,
0: yep.
1: like be healed. Yep. BE MADE WHOLE, you know, BE HOLY, BECAUSE I'M HOLY. AND HOLY DON'T MEAN YOU GLOW IN THE DARK. Yep. IT MEANS YOU'RE OTHER THAN OR YOU'RE SEPARATE FROM. You, yep. YOU'VE BEEN SET APART FOR PURPOSE. AND THEN THE LATTER PART OF THE FIRST BOOK OF PETER, VERSE 22 SAYS, since you, have, SINCE YOU HAVE PURIFIED YOUR SOULS IN OBEYING THE TRUTH THROUGH THE SPIRIT, IN SINCERE LOVE OF THE BRETHREN, WHICH AGAIN BRINGS US BACK TO THIS CHURCH AT PHILADELPHIA, WHICH TALKED ABOUT BROTHERLY LOVE. SINCE YOU HAVE PURIFIED YOUR SOULS IN OBEYING THE TRUTH THROUGH THE SPIRIT, and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of a corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. That's why this church is called the Church of Brotherly Love, is because it's not just even a command to be holy, it is a divine impartation of a divine nature, yeah. He's made us somebody brand new through the new birth. We've been uh, through the for, through the incorruptible seed of the Word of God that we've been born of. There is within our nature. Our nature is a nature of love. Sure. And so, you know, jump in there if you got something to flow in that with.
0: You know, when I, I taught this as well, that you know, it's the only church uh, that that uh, when He writes to them, He doesn't say to repent or to change your mind. So if there, and, he, and he doesn't have anything against him, so that shows me that there's something, there's something right about this church. There's mm-hmm. something, and with the name simply Philadelphia, which means brotherly love, shows me that the, I believe that's the key right there for what's happening. Um, I believe that uh, when everything Jesus did in His earth walk, He did. WITH A COMPASSION, WITH A LOVE. YOU KNOW, THE SCRIPTURE DECLARES THAT GOD DOESN'T LOVE, BUT THAT GOD IS LOVE. Mm-hmm. IT'S HIS VERY NATURE. SO WHEN JESUS CAME AND HE WAS GOD WRAPPED in, IN HUMAN FLESH, HE SHOWED WHAT GOD WAS AND WHAT GOD WOULD LOOK LIKE IF HE HAD A HUMAN FACE. It was become, HE DIDN'T JUST COME JUST TO SHOW US WHAT COULD HAPPEN, HE CAME TO SHOW US WHAT WE WERE CREATED TO BE. FROM THE VERY BEGINNING, mm-hmm. uh, ADAM AND EVE WERE CREATED IN THE IMAGE AND likeness OF GOD. Uh, but somewhere, along, but when they ate of that tree, they lost their identity. They lost the focus of who they were. Uh, the, the temptation was, if you do this, you'll be like God. Rather than saying, I was already created in His image and likeness, I'm already like Him. They lost their identity, and because mm-hmm. of that, sin entered into the world, and corruption entered into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus came to restore. Uh, the the scripture says that He came to uh, seek and to save that which was lost. He came to. Restore to us the lost identity that mm-hmm. we had to show us uh, what we are to be. So even when he says, you know, uh, be there, ho- be 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 therefore holy, even as I am holy. Well, you know, uh, he's showing Jesus showed us what holiness looks yeah. like. Holiness looks like uh, what love would do. That's it. And, you know, I think sometimes too, you know, even. In, uh, the Lord's really, even in the last several weeks, has really been just convicting me and changing my mind about some things. And uh, you know, I think sometimes in grace we we, we think God doesn't convict us, mm-hmm. you know. And I've, I've I've gotten to a point. You know, even in grace, you know, my earlier stages in grace, I would get to a point where I would even uh, I would even uh, sometimes disregard the dealing of God. In my life over sin issues, mm-hmm. not that I was a sinner, but there's still some things God is wanting to change and transform in mm-hmm. me because we're still being called from glory to glory. That's we're right. still salvation being, is an ongoing. It's THING. It's an ongoing thing. There's still some things God wants to Absolutely. work inside of me. There's still a power He wants to reveal and, and to use through me. You know, sometimes we're looking and, and and I've gotten you know we get into grace and go well, it's a finished work. It's uh, you know I don't you know God God's already done everything He needs to do, and that's true. BUT THERE'S STILL AN ONGOING POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT THAT'S TRANSFORMING, THAT'S CHANGING ME, THAT uh, THERE'S STILL SOME AREAS OF GOD THAT I NEED TO INVITE HIM INTO AND ALLOW HIM TO BRING SOME CHANGE INTO THAT, YOU KNOW, EVEN IN THIS CHURCH, HE SAYS, YOU KNOW, YOU HAVE A a LITTLE STRENGTH, Mm -hmm. YOU KNOW, BUT I BELIEVE GOD DOESN'T JUST, AND WE CAN DO SOME GREAT THINGS IN LITTLE STRENGTH. Mm But it, God doesn't just want to leave us in little strength. He wants to give us the glory and the power. and He mm-hmm. wants to give us what He has. He wants to entrust us as sons. You know, uh, growing up, you would entrust me with little strengths mm-hmm. or little powers mm-hmm. until I, I started showing some maturity, in which, uh, when I showed maturity to handle the little strengths or the little powers, slowly you gave me more power, more strengths, more trust. You, you started trusting me with things that are yours until, uh, you know, even. NOW, as, AS AN ADULT, YOU WOULD ENTRUST ME WITH YOUR HOUSE. YOU WOULD ENTRUST ME uh, with, WITH YOUR PROPERTY AND THINGS, KNOWING THAT I WOULD HANDLE IT CORRECTLY. BECAUSE I HAVE GROWN INTO A PLACE OF WATCHING WHAT YOU WOULD DO, UNDERSTANDING WHAT YOU WOULD DO, AND, and, and LEARNING FROM THAT AND GROWING INTO A MATURITY. Mm-hmm. WELL, IT'S THE SAME WAY WITH GOD. THERE'S STILL SOME THINGS GOD SOMETIMES GIVES US LITTLE STRENGTHS, LITTLE POWERS. TO SEE HOW WE WOULD HANDLE IT IN MATURITY. AND AS WE begin TO MATURE AND TO HANDLE IT THE WAY GOD WOULD DO IT, HE GIVES US MORE POWER. Mm-hmm. AND I THINK SOMETIMES we're looking, for, uh, WE'RE LOOKING FOR THE MIRACLES, THE SIGNS AND THE WONDERS. WE'RE LOOKING FOR ALL THESE GREAT THINGS. AND, and, and THE WAY, the, I BELIEVE THAT the, THE WAY THOSE THINGS MANIFEST IS WHEN WE DO THINGS IN LOVE. Absolutely. That was uh, the, that was
1: the motivating. That factor was the motivation. Jesus, Jesus.
0: Was moved by compassion. Yeah, you know, we we are sometimes we're like we want God to do the miracles in our church because we think, well, I, you know, it should happen right here because we've been faithful to the house of God. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to take it outside the church to a lost and dying world because we don't feel like they're worthy enough. That's yep. not a mentality of love. That's no, not. not the brotherly love. THAT GOD WANTS TO OPERATE INSIDE OF US. HE'S mm-hmm. WANTING TO SEE US OPERATE LIKE JESUS WOULD DO. JESUS WAS NOT A respecter OF PERSON. JESUS WENT DOWN THE STREET, AND THERE WERE MANY THAT THEY CONSIDERED SINNERS, BUT JESUS DIDN'T SEE THEM AS SINNERS. HE SAW THEM AS SONS THAT needed SOME HELP. Mm-hmm. THEY NEEDED TO BE REMINDED OF THEIR IDENTITY. HE SAW uh, HURTS. He saw, uh, HE SAW LITERAL DEATH AND SICKNESSES yeah. THAT NEEDED A TOUCH, AND HE WAS MOVED WITH COMPASSION. Yeah. Upon them. Here, uh, an example is: there's a woman that comes, and she is, a, uh, I believe, a Samaritan. She is not worthy to receive uh, the blessings because it was to Israel. Mm-hmm. But she comes to receive from him, and, and Jesus says, "You know, uh, woman, get thee away from me." You know that he says, "It's not lawful to give what's holy." It, it's not lawful to give what's holy unto dogs. And she says, "Well, you know, even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table." That causes something to cause compassion within yeah. Jesus, which it CHANGED, You know, moved him completely out of the covenant he, he was in to her to access something that really was not yet available. To absolutely, him yet. and and it it began to change. It was the Jesus could not do, even though Jesus came to fulfill the law. There was something greater than the law mm-hmm. of the of the Mosaic Covenant. There was the law of love that was yeah. operating inside yeah. of him. See, we are not we are not a lawless people. WE ARE VERY MUCH GRIPPED BY A LAW. Yeah. Uh, I KNOW grace. WE IN GRACE SOMETIMES DON'T WANT TO HEAR ABOUT LAW, BUT THERE IS A LAW THAT SHOULD REALLY GRIP HOLD OF US yeah. AND SHOULD BE SOMETHING THAT'S POWERFUL OPERATING IN OUR LIVES, AND THAT'S THE LAW OF LOVE THAT'S IN US. Yep. THERE SHOULD ALWAYS BE, EVERY PLACE WE GO, THERE SHOULD BE A COMPASSION, THERE SHOULD BE A, YOU KNOW, THE REASON WHY THE SCRIPTURE SAYS THERE IS THEREFORE NO CONDEMNATION FOR THOSE THAT ARE IN CHRIST JESUS, BECAUSE LOVE DOESN'T CONDEMN. Love doesn't look and say, you don't deserve this. Love can't help but give what's been given to you. You know, just to jump
1: in here just a minute, stay with that thought. But, you know, even the great uh, love chapter where the apostle would write and said, love, you know, if I have speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I don't have love, you know, I'm a tinkling, SYMBOL sounding brass. He says, "Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not uh, keep a record of evil done against us." And we put that on people, like, "Okay, uh, you know, produce this." But yeah. that's really not what he's talking about producing. He's talking about this is what flows out of the nature of God. Because you could literally say, not just love is patient, love is kind. God is love. That's Absolutely. not something He has. That's what He is. Absolutely. So you could literally put God in every verse of that. God is patient. God is kind. God is, does not keep a record of evil done against God. Yeah. You know, all down through those things, those are attributes and natures of God. Yeah. And so when Jesus was reaching out to ministry, what this woman accessed was something of God or the nature of what He was really about. Absolutely. And that was love.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, and too is that when we look at that and see that uh, you know, uh, WE'VE USED THE SCRIPTURE THAT uh, WHEN THE HOLY SPIRIT COMES HE WILL CONVICT YOU AND CONVINCE YOU OF THREE THINGS, mm-hmm. OF SIN, OF RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND OF JUDGMENT. YOU of know, SIN BECAUSE WE WERE IN SIN IN THE WORLD. IN THE WORLD. Because BUT WHEN YOU not. COME TO CHRIST THEN YOU NEED THE HOLY SPIRIT IS THERE TO BEEN TO CONVICT YOU OF RIGHTEOUSNESS. Mm-hmm. OR TO CONVICT YOU OF YOUR IDENTITY OF RIGHTEOUSNESS. WELL, EVEN THIS LOVE CHAPTER, Yes, that you could put God in that you could put God in that verse and say God is these things, but that's become our identity as we become in union with Christ and we become in union with uh, that identity. That's become a na- that should be the nature of who we are as well. well. Except what we have done is begun a nature of religion that keeps account of wrong done against it. Mm-hmm. We are co- you know we are constantly bringing up people's past. Mm-hmm. WE ARE CONSTANTLY REMINDING THEM OF WHO THEY ONCE WERE IN ADAM BUT NOT REMINDING THEM OF WHO THEY ARE IN CHRIST. WE'RE KEEPING ACCOUNT OF WRONG DONE AGAINST Mm -hmm. US AND IT'S NOT EVEN THEIR ACCOUNT OF WRONG, IT WAS WHO THEY WERE IN ADAM, NOT THE ACCOUNT OF WHO THEY ARE IN CHRIST. SOMEWHERE ALONG THE LINE WE HAVE GOT TO BECOME CONVINCED that this is our identity. I believe this church in Philadelphia whose name means brotherly love, I believe the reason why God doesn't come and say I need you to repent, I believe there's become a conviction to them of an identity that says here's the one, this, you, you, here's he that says that he is holy, he's that is true, uh, he that holds the key of David. Uh, what, what, what holiness is is the, uh, the identity of what sons are. WE ARE HOLY. WE ARE A HOLY NATION THE SCRIPTURE DECLARES. Mm -hmm. A ROYAL PRIESTHOOD. IF THAT'S WHAT'S TRUE OF US, WHAT DOES HOLINESS LOOK LIKE? IT Mm -hmm. DOESN'T LOOK LIKE, YOU KNOW, uh, A CERTAIN OUTFIT OR A CERTAIN HAIRCUT. HOLINESS LOOKS LIKE WHAT JESUS WOULD DO IF JESUS WAS ON THIS EARTH. YOU KNOW, Mm -hmm. WE ARE ALL WAITING FOR SOMEDAY JESUS TO COME BACK AND DO THE MIRACLES HE ONCE DID. I BELIEVE JESUS IS WAITING ON US TO REALIZE THE IDENTITY AND THE POWER THAT WE HAVE AS SONS AND to START OPERATING AS CHRIST WOULD OPERATE. Mm TO HAVE A COMPASSION WHEN WE SEE SOMEBODY ON THE STREET, TO NOT uh, SHUN AWAY FROM THEM AND SAY, YOU KNOW, WELL, THEY'RE IN THE SHAPE THEY'RE IN BECAUSE THEY HAVEN'T COME TO CHRIST, BUT TO, to NOT WAIT FOR THEM TO COME TO A PLACE TO RECEIVE CHRIST, BUT TO TAKE CHRIST TO WHERE THEY'RE AT, yeah. AND BECOME THE ANSWER. YOU KNOW, THE MAN THAT, uh, that, that WAS POSSESSED WITH LEGION, uh, YOU KNOW, he, JESUS WAS GOING, JESUS JUST GOT OFF A BOAT WHERE THIS MAN LIVES. SO if JESUS HAD TO KNOW, JESUS WAS NOT IGNORANT, JESUS KNEW THIS MAN WAS THERE. JESUS TOOK THE ANSWER TO A MAN THAT WAS POSSESSED WITH LEGION, mm-hmm. A MAN THAT HAD uh, cut himself with rocks, a man that was bound in chains, a man that was living in tombs and death. Jesus went to where he was to become the answer to that situation. He didn't shun him. He didn't say, well, you know, you've done something to be in the situation you were in. Jesus just went and became the answer to that man and set him free. I believe that sometimes we're waiting for people to come into the house of God, and we're waiting for you know the great revival to come, and 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 the miracles and the signs and wonders will happen, so that we can say, see, we're the right church, we're the right ones. And, and see, when, even that's a case of mistaken identity. You yeah, don't want that. Yeah. I, I, and when we, our mindset has got to change to where there is this compassion of brotherly love that we begin to operate in a love that Christ would operate in. That we don't we you know, the scripture declares that Jesus is not a respecter of person, you know, but that He loves all men. So where along the church have we become respecters of persons? hmm YOU KNOW, we, WE LOOK AT WHAT, WE LOOK AT SOMEBODY. I MEAN, JESUS WAS CALLED THE FRIEND
1: OF SINNERS. SO yeah. IT WASN'T LIKE HE STAYED AWAY FROM THEM. HE he ENCOUNTERED IT ON EVERYDAY JOURNEY.
0: YEAH. HE WASN'T AFRAID TO BE, HE WASN'T, YOU KNOW, EVEN JESUS WAS NOT AFRAID uh, OF GETTING DIRTY mm-hmm. IN A SENSE. YOU KNOW, HE WASN'T AFRAID OF HIS REPUTATION uh, BEING drawn THROUGH THE MUD. HE SIMPLY HAD a, a HEART OF COMPASSION THAT SAYS, MY SONS MAY BE LIVING IN SOME HOG PENS BUT IT DOESN'T MEAN THEY'RE NOT MY SONS ANY LONGER. Mm-hmm. YOU KNOW, HE DIDN'T WIPE HIS HANDS OF US AND SAY I'M DONE WITH THEM. HE, he CONTINUED TO, to uh, OPERATE IN LOVE. YOU KNOW, EVEN WHEN WE TALK ABOUT THE PRODIGAL SON, THAT FATHER WAITED AT THAT WINDOW EVERY DAY FOR THAT SON TO RETURN. AND THE MOMENT HE SAW THAT SON MAKING THAT TREK, WITH STILL THE, the, the SMELL OF THE HOG PIN ON HIM, HE DIDN'T TELL HIS SERVANTS, GO GIVE HIM A BATH AND then I'LL COME OUT AND MEET HIM. HE, he WENT OUT and, r- AND RAN TO HIM took the clean robe off of his back and put it on the back of somebody that probably still smelled like the hog pen mm-hmm. he didn't even wait for him to get cleaned up before he gave him he started showing the love of who he yep. was and i think sometimes we're waiting for people to come he and embraced get clean. him just like he was i think sometimes we're waiting on people to come and get clean before we shower them with the blessings of who god is you know that guy that that son came back with a mentality that says i'm I WANT TO BE A SERVANT IN YOUR HOUSE. THE FATHER'S MENTALITY IS, YOU CAN'T BE YOUR SON. Mm -hmm. REGARDLESS IF YOU MESSED UP OR NOT, YOU'RE STILL A SON. Mm -hmm. AND uh, YOU KNOW, WHEN I TAUGHT THIS BOOK OF REVELATION, I WAS TEACHING IT AS EACH ONE OF THESE uh, CHURCHES THAT HE WROTE TO, HE WAS, LOOK, THEY HAD AN IDENTITY OF sonships, OR THEY WERE SONS, BUT THERE WAS SOME CHANGE OF MINDSETS THAT NEEDED TO HAPPEN FOR THEM TO OPERATE AS SONS. YEAH. BUT HERE'S A SON THAT they understood what the father's heart was. Yeah. I, I believe they started with some little power, yeah. and father realized he could trust them with it. That the little power was, if yeah. you operate in love, I'm going to give you more power. Yeah. I'm going to give you a door that can't be shut. I'm going to open A door that can't be shut. I'm going to. Yeah. To me, what that speaks of is that I'm going to open uh, the blessings unto you. Yeah. That there's nothing well, that, withholding from that, you. That to
1: me, you'll take us kind of almost into our next segment where we're talking about the key of David, which means yeah. really the right to reign. To open the key of the house of David, which means to literally to be able to execute, you know, what is our legal right as kings and priests. You know, I was thinking and just a, we're almost about to run out of time, but I was in a restaurant yesterday and, uh, you know, because a lot of times we talk about ministry in the church, but I believe yeah. God wants to break outside the walls of the church. There's a man that came in and, uh, you know, I've seen him there several times and he's, it. he's got, I don't know what kind of a disease he's got, but it's evident that he's uh, probably uh, terminal, I don't know exactly. But uh, I, yesterday, or every time I've seen him, I've just moved with compassion for the man. I thought, Lord, you know, why don't you touch him? And really the Lord said, that's the reason I put you here. Yeah. I mean, I just felt so pricked in my heart that I said, well, you know what, if, I can, if he's outside at the same time I'm out there, I, I'm going to lay hands on him and pray for him. And I paid my bill, and when I just as soon as I did, they came out behind me because I'd really kind of, you know, I felt like the Lord spoke to me before, but, you know, you're yeah, like, I don't yeah. want to embarrass him. But I think sometimes, listen, sometimes we, we embarrass people by doing it in the wrong places, wait sometimes to it's not embarrassing. Anyway, I went outside, I laid hands on him. I don't know if God healed him or not, but the truth of it is, is it's not my responsibility to heal him, it's my responsibility to be obedient. I moved out of love, and I believe that's what God wants us to do, yeah. is do the things out of love. We're out of time. Uh, mm-hmm. Tune in again next next. week, uh, if you would, uh, uh, let the Lord use you where you're at. But take a moment to call that number on the screen or go to our website and uh, sow a seed into the ministry. It is what empowers us to take the gospel of the kingdom around the world. Be sure to tune in again next week at the same time. God bless you is our prayer.
0: For anyone struggling to understand John's writings in Revelation, This book provides true, biblically-based answers. Through detailed insights into the letters John wrote to the seven churches of his day, you will learn how to avoid the mistakes of the early church to overcome today's trials and tribulations. This book will provoke you to thought and dialogue, bringing greater clarity and revelation of Jesus Christ.